everybody, it's Kyle, coming at you live from my basement. Although you're probably not listening live. Yeah, you're not. Uh, I have a special guest tonight. It is the one and only Keith Beard. Hello, sir. Hello there. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. woo, rain it in. <laughs> what? I'm just joking. Oh. I said rain it in. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm just teasing, man. Uh, yeah, it's good to have you, man. I know we uh, <clears throat> a couple of little hoops we had to jump through to to get you on here, and I, you know, neither one of us was really available till right now, and that's great. So we're, we're, here we are. We'll get it done. It's going to be a great show, everybody. So stay tuned. We are going to get right into it right away, um, and I'm going to start with what's bugging me. And surprisingly, everyone, I'm not going to choose anything political at all. Uh, uh, there may be, I may allude to a little bit of politics just in a second. And you'll hear why. But I want to talk about professional baseball. So I know my buddy here, Keith, yes. is a big Royals fan. Huge. Yes. yes. Huge, huge baseball fan. Huge Royals fan. Yes. So. When did you start watching the Royals? Uh, well, the earliest that I remember, like I used to watch a lot of the baseball bunch in the early eighties and that had like George Brett, like, Uh um, Johnny bench, who was like a huge favorite, but I I loved all the stars really. And I remember watching the first world series. I remember watching was the 79 one. I was about four or five, Mm -hmm. but then I remember the 80 world series, which was the Phillies, the Royals. And I really remember the 85 world series. And that's pretty much where I like just latched on and was like, that's my team. So, yeah, I'm a front, yeah. I'm a front runner. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Coincidentally, everybody, that is how Keith and I met. Um, we were when we were on vacation, I was on vacation with the fam last year. Anyway, we were in a bar and grill and the kids were paddle boarding and uh, the wife and I were in there just having a few cocktails, watching them in the distance paddle boarding. It was kind of fun. And all of a sudden, my wife says to me. Hey, look at that guy over there. He's got all that Royals stuff on. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a a Royal shirt and a Royals hat. And I'm like, what? I turned around. I was like, holy crap, man. You know, that's just not something you run into down there. Um, It's the truth. I mean, you know, if you're in, yeah, if you're in Surprise, Arizona, you might run into it. Because, you know, that's where they play their their, uh, spring training and stuff. But, you know, not in Navarra Beach, Florida. So immediately I went over and started talking and that's how Keith and I met. And we hung out that whole evening and uh, your daughter hung out with, with my kids and, and the wives hung out together. We hung out together and talked about baseball and all kinds of things. And it turns out we have so much stuff in common. It's just kind of weird how it all worked out. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so baseball, you know, that's the thing. Even something as silly as that, I look at it and I'm like, well, you know, baseball introduced me to a new friend. There's no way I would have ever met this guy no. if I didn't have this love of, of baseball, you know? Uh, so that was, that's, that's to me, that's like one, I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds cheesy and there's, you know, but that's, that's one of those things. That's the magic of baseball and, and the Royals, especially because, you know, I mean, sure, I might be a Yankees fan or something and, and run into somebody, but to see another Royals fan, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, 
you know, my wife had this coworker, and she was dating this guy for a while, and he always had on Cleveland Browns stuff. He was a nice. big Cleveland Browns fan. Right. <laughs> and and I remember talking to him once and I was like, man, I mean, that's cool, man. It's, it's awesome that you're so into the Cleveland Browns. I'm like, you know, you got to love football to love the Cleveland Browns. And he was like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, it's not an insult. It's just being honest. Y- you have to really love football to endure some of the garbage that you've had to put up with, just like I've had to put up with and you've had to put up with, with the Royals, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and so it's kind of one of those things, but so anyway, in case you guys haven't heard, I mean, there's been talks going back and forth about, um, about the Royals and about baseball and about, you know, getting this season going and all that stuff. And it's just kind of been left, uh, out there you know we haven't we haven't gotten any real definitive answer as far as when we're going to have ourselves a baseball season or if we're going to have ourselves a baseball season and it's kind of driving me crazy i don't know about you keith it's driving me insane (laughs) (laughs) is nascar just not doing it for you man (laughs) um i've never you know no that's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I didn't even I don't even know where to watch NASCAR to be honest, or, or like any 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 other sport. The only reason why I can watch baseball is because MLB TV. But we uh, refunded our subscription because I yeah. I just don't think there's going to be a season. So yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, everybody, if you don't know what's going on, I mean, it's a it's kind of between the owners and the uh, players union right now, and they've just been going back and forth and. Last I heard, there was supposed to be a decision made today or else, and I didn't hear anything out uh, today as far as if they reached an agreement or anything. So I guess it's or else. <laughs> um, I mean, I did talk to my mom. My mom mentioned to me that it's supposed to start on July 10th and they're going to have a, a short season, but I haven't seen anything about that anywhere. So I don't know if she got that from somebody she knows that works with the Royals or what, or if it's just hearsay, but, but yeah, I mean, we could sure use some baseball in this country right about now. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my big beef. And you know, if, if you guys are NASCAR fans, I'm not cracking on NASCAR. I just, it's never been anything I've been um, too interested in. I'm, I'm not a big race car driving person i've seen the you know the indy 500 and that's kind of interesting and stuff but um i do know this nascar has been in the news because nascar officially came out and outlawed the confederate flag at all their events yeah and that was a pretty big deal and it promptly uh one of the one of the drivers came out and said that this is his last season i saw that can't if they can't yeah, but the funny thing is, <laughs> that guy, every race he's been in, he's been in last place. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, I guess they're going to have to go find somebody else to be in. I'm sure the guy, you know, he was always, I'm trying to remember what place it was he was always in, but I'm sure the next guy up, you know, if he was like, if he was always like 30th, the next guy up, number 29 is going, well, shit, man, now I'm going to be in last place all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's it, man. I just want baseball. I know. Call call an ambulance. I'm crying here, but there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> there is right now, man. There is right now. I want to go. I want to go have me a big old dog, big old Sheboygan out there at the K, and and you know, pound a Miller Light and sit there and watch a game. You know. Uh, and I know I won't be able to do that even if they do have baseball, but I'll go buy some Miller Lite tall boys and cook some dogs on the grill and sit in my front room and watch it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just anything to remind us that the world's not falling apart, you know? So anyway, that's what's bugging me. I don't know about you, Keith, if you got anything that is bugging you right now. Pretty much the same thing. I mean, like I keep hearing like that they're going to have some sort of uh, an agreement then the players say that they're walking away from negotiations and it's up to the owners just to tell them to like go back when they want to go back to work. I mean, I, I don't get it. Like you can't reach an agreement. Yeah. Like it can't be that difficult. Yeah. I just, it just, yeah, it's just, nasty. it's funny because, you know, I mean, this is your guy's golden hour. <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys can step up. Baseball is, American as apple pie, right? I mean, that's what they always say. It's like the the American sport, you know, and, and all that. So right now is the time, man. We need something. And uh, you can really come through and be heroes and build yourselves up. And, yeah, you're probably not going to make a ton of money this year, but I'll bet you will next year exactly. if there's a regular season because people will get interested this season. You'll get more people. There's nothing else to do. You know, except watch NASCAR events, you know, for, but I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know why they can't figure it out. You know, maybe they just need somebody to put some, great. There's my dog. I heard it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. So basically for both of us, then it sounds like what's bugging us is baseball which is amazing considering everything that's going on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that stuff's bugging me too. I just don't want to talk about it, man. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, Keith, but I, I see enough and hear enough of that shit all week long. I just don't even want to think about it if I don't have to. So, and I know we have to, and I know things need to change and all that, but I'm just worn out on it, dude. Well, I think the thing that bugs me the most about what's going on is the fact that like, I guess, I didn't realize how blind I was to the amount of hatred that I've been dealing, dealing with, with the friends that I know that have like, that I've pretty much have decided that I'm not going to be friends with anymore because they're, they're just so hateful and I didn't realize it. Yeah. And I just can't accept that. Like I just, I, but I don't know what to, I don't know if that's the right Avenue or what am I going to say to them? That's going to like, be like, you know what? You're right. I don't hate these people anymore. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not going to say anything to him, dude, that's going to make someone change. Someone has to want to change. Like probably one of the big lessons I ever had learned in my life. And it's not just for this scenario, but just in general. And, and it, it goes for like when I got divorced and, and, and all that stuff was going on uh, long before I met my wife, but my current wife, but you know, I, I was pretty bummed out and I had tried dating and, and, uh, I was with someone for like a year or whatever, trying to make it work. But 
I, th- I think it was my mom who said to me, you know, you're not going to change anybody. They have to want to change themselves first. And, and if you're trying to change somebody and they don't want to change, you're just like banging your head against a wall. And boy, that is so true, man. And it's not just in that scenario, but in what you're talking about too, dude, you can't change those people. So you kind of got to step back and, and just let them change themselves if they're going to. Yeah, dude. And, uh, it's tough because you'll be in mourning because you're losing friends. Right. But, you know, in reality, if, if they're that different, as far as the hatred stuff goes from what you knew, then I don't know how tight things really were to begin with. And and that's a hard thing to face too, man, you know? So uh, just hang in there, man, but don't, don't beat yourself up about it and don't think that you can change anybody. That's for sure. Dude, I used to be, ugh, I've talked about it on here so many times and it, but I used to be a real dick and I was not a nice guy and I grew up around plenty of racism, you know, and, uh, I'm pretty ashamed of that stuff, but I also realized that I figured all that stuff out and got out away from that. And, uh, it's not just racism, but, you know, just any sort of hatred for any type of people. Um, I just don't have that. I think a lot of it for me happened when, uh, when I was in college and I started taking Japanese because you may not know this, dude, there's a lot of older people that still really hate Japanese people (laughs) in this country. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there were internment camps, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. But I mean, there's people that are still really mad about the war in the Pacific because the Japanese were pretty putting a pretty tight beat down on us a lot, and uh, and people really took that personally. And there's still a lot of people that really don't care for Japanese people, so. I think once I saw that and experienced that, and then of course going to college and there's so many different types of people, you know, I think that's what kind of opened my eyes and helped me grow. But, and I think, dude, you probably just are that way. You're pretty easy going, nice guy all the way around from what I've seen. So I try to be, (laughs) I don't know how I succeed all the time, but. No, no, I've seen you one time, dude. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll change that. It's just a matter of time, but but anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I don't know. Unless there's anything else bugging you, we can go ahead. And oh no! Cut to the break and <laughs> no, and <I'm> uh, <laughs> well, there, well, there's a lot of shit bugging all of us, but right. Exactly. Anyway, all right. Well, we'll take you to the break real quick. We'll come back and we'll talk about what Keith and I are into right now and kind of go through that and uh, see where that leads us. So I'll go ahead and would you do the honors and throw it to Kyle for me, Keith? Hey, everybody. Listen to Kyle. He's got a special message just for you. Okay, everybody. And we're back. All right. So now it's going to be a little bit happier situation. We're going to talk about. Yippee. What we're into. Yay. 
So, Keith, is there any music right now that you're into, sir? Music? Did you say music? Well, it's kind yeah. of, you know, I'm uh, I'm a big uh, soundtrack guy, and I keep listening right. to Assassination of Jesse James. I, I rewatched it on Blu-ray about three weeks ago, and I've already listened to the soundtrack before, but I've been listening to it again and, like, over and over. I think it's, like, like Nick Cave and Warren Ellis off the top of my head. Nick Cave, from Nick Cave and the Bad huh. Seeds. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. Even my daughter, yeah. my daughter recognizes like when I have it on my iPod and it's playing. I know I have an iPod. I'm old school, but you know, whatever. Nah, who cares? Yeah, who cares? That's pretty much it. Traffic so, and Neon Demon. That's it. Yeah. So that's is that. Let's see. That is the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Is that right? Yeah. Robert Ford. Yeah. With Brad Pitt. I never did see that movie. Oh my god! I've never know. seen it. Ooh. It's got to be one of Brad Pitt's best. If, if you're not a Brad Pitt fan, I understand, but like, he, yeah, he's got a really good performance in there, and it's one of his best. No, I I like Brad Pitt. I think he's he's a great actor. As a matter of fact, the other day, here's another one I've never seen that usually people are like, "What?" Thelma and Louise. Oh, never really? Seen it. Oh, wow. Really yeah, God, um, yeah. <laughs> but it was on. It was on. Uh, it was on TV the other day, and we're you know, flipping through channels, it was, and the wife and I were talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, I've never seen it, and Brad Pitt shows up, I'm like, oh my god, look how young he is, you know, mm. I don't know if that was his first film or not, I'm not sure, but, I, I mean, it's, but, the, uh, it's the first yeah. one that got him noticed, but I don't, I don't think right. at the top of my head that that was his first film, I yeah, think. I think he was in something else, I mean, I know he was in, he was in, he was on TV shows and stuff like that before, but I, I, right. I don't know if that was his first film, but. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It it it. Uh, I mean, I, we didn't watch the whole thing. I I know what happens essentially, and and uh, you know, it's it's very interesting. But I also failed to to know that uh, Harvey Keitel is yeah. a cop in there that's chasing him. Yeah, I love Harvey Keitel, man. You know, I just he's, watched Taxi he's one Driver. Of my favorites. I just rewatched I Taxi that Driver. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's that movie. I remember when I went to KU and I was in film school and they used to do um, art house movies on campus and they would do them for, you know, they would have some real kind of cult classic ones. They would do it like midnight on Fridays and Saturdays. And I went I had never seen Taxi Driver all the way through. I mean, I'd heard about it. I knew the rough idea of it and all that stuff. I knew about Jodie Foster being there very young. Um, but I went to go see it. I rem- I don't think I was ever the same afterwards, man. I mean, that's one of those films that uh, it's absolutely mandatory, I think, if you call yourself a film buff, to see that one. True. It's, it's an important movie. Yeah. it's It's pretty amazing. I really really like that film i know it's a big bad bummer and it's not the happiest of films but hey not everything's happy in the world so um any so you so you're listening to that you've been listening to that sound who oh you said it was nick cave and warren Ellis. and then yeah. what else you say traffic you've been listening to traffic yeah that's cliff martinez it's from 2001 but it's just so good right and i think actually, yeah i think neon demon is also cliff martinez if i'm not mistaken but huh. yeah that's interesting. Yeah. I'm not as hip as you are when it comes to the music. 
<laughs> I listen to pretty much everything, dude. I mean, I'm looking over at my records right now, and there's a Black Sabbath album, there's a Tupac album, and then there's a five record collection of called The Band I Heard in Tijuana, <laughs> which is cool. just Mexican brass. I love Mexican brass, like Herb Alpert and Tijuana brass, that type of stuff. Um, but I've really been into, a, and, and this is going to tie into what you're talking about too, by the way, because oh. I didn't know this, but you, yeah. Uh, I've been listening to Run the Jewels 4, the latest Run the Jewels album. Oh yeah, okay. Which is, yeah, I really, I love Run the Jewels. As a matter of fact, uh, probably like a year and a half ago, my buddy Mikey and I, took both of our sons and we took another friend's son and we all went and saw run the jewels live. And, uh, there's a lot of funny things about that, but one of the funniest is afterwards I talked to my son about it. I'm like, what'd you think, man? And he goes, well, that's definitely the most times, uh, that I've heard the F word in one <laughs> sitting. <laughs> I'm like, don't tell your mom that she doesn't need <laughs> that part <laughs> but they were great man but i think my buddy and i loved it and i think the other friend we took his kid he, that kid loves hip-hop and so he was really into it but i don't think my son or my buddy's son were really into it you know but we we loved it it, it was great and you know who who they opened for was uh, uh what is her name she sang the song royal Oh, Lord. Lord. Yeah, they opened for Lord. That's, How weird is that? It is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like a good match, but okay. <laughs> well, I, you know, she came out and it was interesting. We just watched the first couple of songs from her, but then I was like, all right, let's go. Um, but, but yeah, I, they, it definitely didn't seem like it it worked together, but I assume they all get along or whatever, but they, they were great, man. They brought the house down. They were a lot of fun. So, but what I was going to tell you is this. So run the jewels is made up of two, two guys, mainly there's killer Mike. Um, who, if anybody's been watching the news, you've seen him speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, he had pretty amazing, uh, speech he kind of gave there and that was all accidental he didn't want anything to do with that by the way um somebody basically said no nah, man you're coming with us and and then they got up and spoke and nobody really paid attention and then he got up and said a few words and that's when the all the cameras and mics came on and and it turned out that he was pretty amazing what he said but um and then the he he comes from atlanta and he was tied into uh, the whole Atlanta scene when um, Outcast was big. As, as a matter of fact, I believe that he was on a few songs with Big Boy um, from Outcast. And so he was involved <clears throat> somewhat in their music. So he's been around a while. And then the other guy is LP. Um, and he, he's the caucasian guy in the in the group but he's been around he was on def jam records and he's been around um he he knew all the bc boys he knows you know he's met all of them and i don't know if he's worked with them but he's familiar with all of them but he's been around the brooklyn new york scene forever but he also 
does scores for films. Really? <laughs> yeah. And what freaked me out about it is I he's done a few solo albums, but uh, I went on there and looked. He did the score for Capone, the Al Capone film that's out right now. Oh, I haven't listened to that yet. I haven't heard that. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I listened to it a little bit because I was like, huh. Man, is it going to have like a hip hop vibe to it? Nope, <laughs> not at all, man. It's a, it's a just a film score, you know. Like you know, uh, most film scores. I mean, they they don't really fit into a category of hip hop or or rock or anything like that. They're kind of just what they are, and that's what it sounds like exactly. So I was pretty impressed, man. That he. Uh, both those guys are really talented, but yeah, he he definitely is more involved in music than I know. Just like kind of like a what's his name from Oingo Boingo, Danny Elfman. The, Danny Elfman, he became such a big deal there. I was waiting to say that. For, yeah, yeah, but he, you know, and I and I loved Oingo Boingo back in the day, and I was really heavy into the Danny Elfman scores. Everything he did with Tim Burton, you know, Edward yep. Scissorhands was a very big favorite of mine and Batman. Um, but yeah, I, I always really liked him, definitely. So I, don't know, I thought that was interesting that LPs involved in that. I had no idea. So pretty cool. That is cool. Um, but I've been listening to that. And then I told you about Mike Oldfield. I think I sent you over a link to check some of that funky stuff out. But <laughs> Tubular Bells. Yeah, yeah. I did listen yeah, to that, the, actually. Yeah. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty strange music. Um, when I was a little kid, my dad had the Tubular Bells album by Mike Oldfield. And I, for everybody, if you don't know what Tubular Bells, what you would be familiar with it, uh, from, from it, what you would be familiar with would be um, the, the music to The Exorcist. Yep. Um, you know, dun, 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 you know, that, that tune, oh, there goes that dog again. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I used to listen to that album of my dad's all the time. And what it is, it's an actual bell that's kind of shaped like a triangle, but it's a tube and you, you can play it, you know, <clears throat> like a lot of, like a triangle, I guess. I don't know, but it's a little bit tougher to play i'm sure I'm, I'm sure than that but anyway started listening to him again i had tubular bells too on cd when i was like in college and stuff and used to listen to it when i was studying and then at, since he's come out with other tubular bells albums but he also has come out with lots of other different types of albums too and uh he's just a really talented musician but i, I dig him as well um and then Creedence Clearwater Revival. I can't get enough of that Chronicle album. I don't know what the deal is with that. <laughs> the Chronic. No, not the Chronic. The Chronicle. Chronicle by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. No, I do love the Chronic, man. That's definitely one of the better hip-hop albums of all time. But um, but yeah, Run Through the Jungle, man. I When that song comes on, I just totally dig CCR. But probably the other thing, if you guys have seen anything on Facebook or anything, the other thing I've, I've kind of taken upon myself to find as many Ronco and KTEL records as I can. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know. Most most kids won't know what the hell I'm talking about, but they used to sell these records on TV, and it would be like, uh, you know, all the original artists singing or playing all their songs, but you know, it'd be a variety of artists on each on each deal. Jeez, man. What are they doing up there? Like taking a bath? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) Kato and Ronco. Yeah, it's just a variety of artists on one record. And uh, like I'm looking at one right now, Ronco. It's called Ronco Presents Far Out. Um, But the other one I came across recently is called High Energy. And it's interesting because it's got like the first song is Heart of Glass by Blondie. Nice. And then it goes into like a a huge series of disco tunes, including I Will Survive, of course, is on there and and uh, a bunch of other ones. But then at the end on the side two, I think the last song is Renegade by Styx. <laughs> okay. Like, I guess all that shit fits together. I don't know. But probably the biggest gripe you can have about those records is the fact that... Um, they definitely didn't give a shit about mastering because like the Blondie song's kind of quiet. So you got to turn the volume up, you know, and then the next song comes on and it's so loud. You got to go turn it down. <laughs> so it's, the levels are all over the place, man. Come on now. But anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, you yeah. get what you pay for. And those are also the records that are so paper thin, you know, they're, they're like, uh, they're almost like they're made out of rubber. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's what I've been listening to, and a lot more, of course. But those are the main things I can think of. Um, what about movies? You watch any movies? Are you into any new movies lately, or any old movies? Yeah, I actually just watched. I have a I have a four K sixty five inch LG OLED C nine, and I just watched Evil Ooh. Dead two on four K UHD, and it Ooh. was it was breathtaking. That's magical, right? Yes. There, that movie. Do I really need to talk about that movie? It. Because I mean, you, you everybody knows all about Evil Dead too. Uh, you know, it, it's. I I think you can talk about that movie. That movie is, you know, it's pretty much the same exact story as Evil yeah. Dead One, but funnier. But they just remade remade it and had more of a budget, right? Um, but yeah, it's a comedy, man. I mean. I know that it was going to be rated X for violence. And then he knew about all that Sam Raimi. So he changed the color of the blood in a lot of scenes. So like, you know, when it's all spraying out at him from the walls, from the different holes, right? It's, it's all black. Yeah. That's why. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I read a book about the making of those films and it's pretty fun. It's it's pretty fun I'm how a... they made their steady cams and nice. Do you know how they made them? No, I don't. I don't have them. Well, it had something to do with their car, didn't it? Well, that is his car. That is Sam Raimi's car. No, right? I don't know. That the car that's yeah, that Buick that's in all those films. Yeah, and, that's and then it's it, yeah, it's in Spider-Man also. That's Sam Raimi's car. And it's in... Uh, what's that other one he did with... 
think it was Tom Cruise's wife. I can't remember her name. But uh, where she kind of has like, no, not that one. Not Nicole Kidman? No. Didn't he have another wife afterwards? Well, he had a wife before the that. younger one. Katie Holmes was after Yeah, that. I knew that. Katie Holmes. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. okay. Katie Holmes. There's a movie with her um, that's a Sam Raimi film. It's kind of a mystery thing, but she can, she dies in a car wreck or something. I don't know, but that car's in there too is what I'm getting at. Um, no, what they did is they had a two by four and they would mount the camera dead center in a two by four. And then they'd have a guy on each side of the two by four and they'd run through the woods with it. There you go. <laughs> That's how they got their city cam shots. So got to think, got to think outside the box when you don't have any money. Truth. Um, so what else? Anything else you watched on that recently? I know you you've become a big fan of 4K Blu-rays. I did. I actually bought my wife a couple 4K movies for our anniversary. And oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. So that. we had. I bought her Parasite, which we haven't watched yet. And mm. I also bought her Boys in the Hood by John Singleton. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you watched that's that. That's in 4K, and it's yeah. really good. It's got really good atmos. Like it's got some good, like of course, because all the music in there is like really cool. So yeah, yeah. But it's a good. So story. you haven't seen Parasite? No, have you not seen Parasite yet? Not yet. No, uh, it's it's sitting like in, two feet from me, unopened. Yeah, yeah, you're in for a treat. That's that's quite the film. Definitely, uh, to me, I can't think of anything that's that good that's been a, that's come along in a long time. So it was, it was a huge movie. I liked that, and I really liked um, the Lighthouse. Last year, that was a good one too, with Willem Dafoe and um, Robert Pattinson. Yep. Yeah, made by the guy who made Witch. I think it's was a movie. Robert Eggers. Yeah, that's a good. If you get a chance to see that movie, that's that's a good one to watch. I own it in four K. Really, oh, do you really? Yeah. Yeah, the Are Witch. You kidding me? Yeah. You have? Yeah. You, oh, the Witch. Yeah. Yeah, the Witch. But have you seen Lighthouse? No, that's not on four K. Right, yeah, it's only Blu-ray, yeah. So, it, but it's on, I don't know if you have any of the streaming apps, but it's it's on a bunch of them right now. But it's it's worth a watch. I wouldn't recommend anybody buy it unless you're truly crazy. So I have a copy. Um, there you go. Because <laughs> that movie is batshit crazy, man. I mean, it, you almost go crazy watching it. <laughs> but I dig it. But yeah, and I, I'm not into too much... Yeah, uh, it's 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 a trip. I'm not into too many movies right now. I uh, I'm trying to think of. Oh, I did. Once upon the time in the West was on. I watched that. I, I, that's my favorite western. Um, I really like Unforgiven a lot. Also, yes. I think that's a really good, really good movie. I have that in 4K. Uh, Just yeah. The thing about that movie that I love so much is the fact that not everybody's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's so easy to kill somebody, man. It's, you know, ha ha ha. You know, it's, it's the exact opposite of that. And I think that that's kind of beautiful because every other Western before that, that's not how it is. And so it's, it's interesting to see that. But then at the same time, 
dude, Clint Eastwood opens up a can of whoop ass in that film. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They push him too far, man, and he explodes. So so yeah, I love I love that movie. Um and then I do want to watch The King of Staten Island. I don't know if you've heard of that film. No. Yeah, they release it straight to video, but it's uh Pete Davison from oh, yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he's he's had a lot of trouble. He's had a lot of rehab issues, and I think he dated, I don't know, I don't remember the singer's name. But anyway, he... Ariana you know, he Grande. Hit one of his... Ariana Grande, that's it, yep. But one of his things that he, and you'll hear him, and he, I think he even says it on Saturday Night Live, but his dad was actually a fireman who died in the World Trade Center. Oh, geez. Yeah, for real. And uh, and at the first time I ever heard about it, he jokes about it, you know, and he'll he'll drop that on. I've seen him do roasts, too, and he'll drop that on people. And people were just kind of like, what the hell? And he's like, yeah, so if you want to keep making fun of me, that's fine. But my dad died in the World Trade Center. <laughs> like, that's how he kind of plays it, you know. But uh, this film looks really interesting because it seems like it's uh, somewhat autobiographical. Um, and uh, what's his name? Plays his stepdad in it. Uh, he does the F is for Family show on Netflix. Bill Burr. He's, he's a pretty popular comedian right now. But yeah, um, yeah he plays his stepfather in it. So that's pretty interesting as well. But yeah, I want to see that movie. That's the only movie I've seen where I'm like, I got to see that. Because everything else is kind of on hold right now. So. This is true. Not only do we. Yeah, not only do we not have baseball, dude. We don't have movie theaters. (laughs) So that kind of blows. Yes. Um. What about TV shows? You've been watching any TV shows? Anything different? I really don't watch TV shows. I watch like documentaries on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. watched Don't F with Cats. I love that. Oh, yeah. With, with the, That's uh, right. Luca Magnata guy. What a Canada. crazy. I, <laughs> when I started watching that, man. Uh, I had no idea that I was going to go where I was going to go. Yeah, it was a rabbit hole. You know? What a journey. <laughs> that show is nuts. Highly recommend that to everybody, though. Unless yeah. You, uh, unless you've got a weak stomach, you might not want to watch it. Right. Yeah. There's, um, yeah. Some animal cruelty yeah. involved. It's... Yes. Yes. And human cruelty. Yes. Um, well, there's a lot of people yeah. that see one more more abusive than the other, so you know. Yeah, it's interesting to me. Uh, I, I can speak from experience on that with Michael Vick. Um, right. Exactly. Because you know, people were so ready to murder that guy, um, and yet there were people that were playing in the NFL at the same time who definitely were involved in murders. <laughs> exactly. But whatever. I get it. Animals are, you know, they're innocent. So I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. I mean, I've talked about Shit's Creek on here a lot. 
we're knee deep in it. We're getting towards the end of it. And I, I, I tell you, that's a good fun show. It's, it's funny. It's a subtle comedy. I just really like it. The wife and I totally enjoy it. Cool. Um, and then for a show that's not for everybody on Amazon is um, The Hunters with Al Pacino about the Nazi hunters. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty trippy show for sure. If you haven't uh, seen any of that, it's really strange. Um, but definitely not for everyone. It's extremely violent. Um, also, I think it's maybe the first episode. I think it is the first episode. If you're not cool with seeing a, a, an older lady completely buck naked, you may not want to watch it. <laughs> like all the time? that's in there. Uh, yeah. Well, she's getting ready to take a shower. Oh, and so wow. there's this... And they don't cut... I mean... Did you see The Shining? Yes, uh, several times. Yeah, um, there's that bathroom scene with uh, Jack Nicholson. So just, right, yeah. Well, just imagine that, but it's a real person with no makeup. <laughs> it's like your Nana naked. Oh, it's like, <laughs> I mean, how very brave for that actress to do that. But I'm, sure, the there, time, I'm wow. sure there are websites for that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? Was it Mr. Skin? Isn't that the guy? Is that website? <laughs> yeah, there's a guy called Mr. Skin, I think, as a website. And he, I, I haven't been to his website, but I've heard him on podcasts and stuff. But I think you can go to his website and so you can go like Scarlett Johansson, you know, type in and he'll tell you what movies where you see her naked or remotely naked anywhere. <laughs> crazy. Well, there you go. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Using the internet for what it's not for. Um, what about reading? Are you reading anything? You've been reading any books or anything like that? No, I'm terrible. No, no. I, I, yeah, I haven't been buying any comics because the the store that yeah. I, I frequent hasn't been open. So hopefully, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. I haven't bought any in a while. I mean, there's some that I subscribe to digitally still, um, and I need to catch up on um, a couple of those. I know there's one, Gideon Falls, that I've been reading for quite a long time, and there's a, there's a new issue of that, I believe. But uh, yeah, I haven't been either, but I did pick up a book. Um, it's called Supermarket. Um, it's by the author is Bobby Hall. Yeah. Um, he, Bobby Hall is also known as Logic. He's a DJ and he does oh. rap too a little bit. But he, uh, but yeah, he wrote this book and actually there's a soundtrack uh, to it too that he put out as Logic. Um, and yeah, so I took a little, gave me an opportunity to listen to some of his music too. I, I, I kind of dig it. Hadn't really heard it before too much. I heard a couple of those songs, but. But yeah, it's a it's a very interesting book. It's it's very strange. It's uh it's about a kid that's working at this. He's he's not a kid actually. He's he's been out of high school for a while. He's kind of failed at going to JUCO and and trying to go to college. All his friends have kind of moved on. He's still stuck in the same crappy town, and it's kind of he's living in the his mom's basement again, but he's trying to save up to get out 
you know, on his own again. And so he ends up taking this job at this supermarket as kind of a bag boy, even though he's like 24. And so it's really weird because there's times when you're reading it where the author will just straight up be talking directly to you. So it completely breaks the walls of fiction. And he's talking about writing the book that you're reading and shit like that. It's kind of weird, but I like it. It's, it's interesting. It's different. And, you know, Stephen King's done shit, some shit like that. Some other Joe Lansdale's done some of that. There's been some other authors I've read that have done it, but not quite like this. This is a little bit different, but yeah, really interesting. If you're looking for an interesting read and you haven't had anything new to read in a while, that's, that'd be a good one uh, to check out. Uh, my daughter, she said her BSA meaning. Can I stay for a little longer? We're going to have s'mores. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, re- I'm reading that. I'm reading Supermarket. I'm not really reading. I, I've been listening to some audio books, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. So, um, yeah. But you can go down a rabbit hole with those, too. I don't know if you listen to a lot yourself, but... No, I just think the last thing that I read was the Beastie Boys um, biography book. Yes. That was a lot yeah. there, which was quite a while ago, I think, a couple months ago. Yeah, you know what? We never really talked about that either, about that documentary. Oh, yeah. I watched that. Um, yeah. What did you think about that, man? It was interesting. I mean, like, I mean, it was really cool, like, seeing, like, you know, uh, Michael Diamond and... Mm-hmm. Adam Horowitz, like, sort of describing everything rather than it being, like, a documentary where you just have talking faces. Right. So it was cool. Pictures, yeah. It was different. It was. Yeah. I I think there were a few times it kind of almost felt – there were a couple times where and, – and I know they were on a tour. Right. Doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a, so I think that was, like, the last show or the last – one of the last couple shows. And so – there were some parts to me that, but it's probably because they've done it. They did it so many times. It seemed kind of canned. Yeah. I agree. And, and I don't know if it's, eh, I don't know if it's because Apple produced it or what. Cause I know, I know even though I love Apple computers and stuff, cause I use them for what I do for a living. I know that they can be kind of corny that way sometimes. And so, you know, like some of their TV shows and stuff that I've seen, seem a little cheesy, a little corny sometimes. And so interesting, but, but yeah, I, I I liked it though. I mean, I know you're such a huge fan of check your head. Yes. Yes. That that's like your favorite. And I will tell you this dude, I I've gone back and listened to that record more since uh, having that conversation with you. And I do, I do really love that record a lot. I'm not a big fan of ill communication as much. Um, I like ill communication. But I do love, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's got its moments, but dude, check your head is pretty solid from top to bottom. Definitely. Well, I think that documentary, that documentary reaffirmed my faith in check your head being the best album because they pretty much spell it out for you that it's the dust brothers that came up with all the music for Paul's boutique. And they just kind of like wrapped over top of it and came up with like, you know, some samples and stuff where it was really like, it was kind of already done. 
I mean, that's what they always like, right. make it seem like they didn't really do much to it. Whereas check your head, they spent like a year trying to like play instruments, learn music, like, you know, get into funk and like just do a whole bunch of hardcore new stuff. And to me, that's like so much right. cooler than listening to a bunch of samples all day long. I don't know. Right. That's just my, that's just my take. Well, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying, but I, I, I think to me, when I think about records and, and, and when I think about music to me, I, I know, I know that there's some stuff that I enjoy and same thing with movies and TV too. I know there's some things that I enjoy that may not be artistically, you know, valued, but they just came around at a certain time. And right. so, so Paul's boutique is that, is that BC boys record for me because I'd had, you know, I'd had their first album and I like it. All right. You know, uh, I mean, it's still got some good stuff on it, but I, I didn't, I it just wasn't really my cup of tea. I mean, I liked a few things from it, but I wasn't crazy about it. And Paul's boutique definitely sounds a lot different than that album. Oh to yeah, me. totally. They all, all of them do. Yeah. 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 And then the very next album is totally different from Paul's boutique. So, I mean, I do, after watching that documentary and after talking to you about it, I definitely, when I, I went back and, and listened to, to check your head a few more times. And the funny thing is I already had a check your head t-shirt. <laughs> I've been wearing that thing forever, but, but I love that, uh, I love that album, man. I've forgotten that. So now I'm on a mission to get that record. And cool. uh, that's definitely going to be my next, because I've got the first two Beasties albums. And then I really love, I also really love uh, Hello Nasty. That's I good. I like that record a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. That that one came along right right at a good time for me, too. So I, I listened to the hell out of that one back in the day. But, that was but no, one. man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was a late 90s. I think so. Something like that. Something like that. 98, 99. Yeah. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you got a chance to watch it. I, I think that, I think that's still, uh, you know, what was really interesting for me was my wife watched that documentary with me and she, A, she never knew how much I love the Beastie Boys. And B, she never knew how talented those guys are. And everything that they went through to make the music that they made, you know, it's pretty incredible. And, and, uh, I definitely cried like a baby (laughs) watching it. I have zero problem admitting that, uh, it's a tremendous loss, man. I, I wish he was here. I wish they were coming out with a new album or had a new album within the last couple of years. I really do. I love those guys and they're, they're, they're sorely missed. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Somebody read anything. Yeah. I know. I know you play games too. Are there any certain games right now you're playing? Uh, that's funny. I'm playing super mega baseball three on the PS4. (laughs) And it's, yeah. Do you know about this game? I think I've heard about it. Tell me a little bit more about it. Though. It's it's, a, it's an arcade type game because MLB, MLB the show right. is the only game that actually has licensed MLB teams right. and MLB players. So this is like, but you can customize this game. 
I've made all 30 teams and I'm slowly putting out <laughs> all the real all time. I'm making like all time teams. So each team is going to have the all time best of each team. So the last, I think the last time I did was the Blue Jays. Wow. So wow. The Mets. It was the Mets. Dude, that's... Yeah. I lost the him. Mets. Yeah, I lost to him like ten to eleven or something like that. Was uh was the Dark Knight on there? No, Tom Tom Seaver was the starter. Um, oh well, there you go. Yeah, he about, yeah, he pitched about five innings against me and did pretty well. Like I was losing five to one, and then yeah. I actually went back and I was I was up seven to five, and then they took 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 it back to ten to seven, and then then they won eleven to ten. So yeah, wow, but it's, really fun. Well, it's a pretty good game though. It's arcade style. So if you like arcade style, right? Not simulation. Right. If you want simulation, get the show. If you just want to have yeah. Fun, yeah. fun, 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 like this is your game yeah. baseball. So that's probably more. Uh, that's probably more my speed. I, I like the arcade. I mean, I do like the simulation stuff too. The only simulation games that I've really, 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 really got into were um, the PGA games, Tiger Woods Golf, yeah. and, and those oh, games. Yeah. I, I played the played the hell out of those. So, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I did get, I ordered a, um, I ordered this thing from China. There's a huge, there's a huge, uh, market right now of these little handheld devices that you can get that you can emulate on and they can emulate like all the way from, you know, the beginnings of video games all the way up, usually to around PS1, but you can do PSP also. Cool. Um, and so, you know, you, <clears throat> just like with the Raspberry Pi or some of these other Linux systems-based systems out, Unix-based systems out there, you, you know, you get your memory card and you download an operating system, you use this program called Etcher to write it over to the card and then pop it in this thing and it's, it sets it all up and then you can pull the card back out, put it into your, uh, computer wherever you have your ROMs and then you just slide ROMs over there. And so um, I've done that with Raspberry Pi because I'm building an arcade cabinet with that. And uh, that's been really fun. But this thing's in your pocket, man. I mean, it's like a it's like a Game Boy Advance or a DS by Nintendo. But this sucker will play all of those games and all N64 games, nice. Dreamcast, PlayStation, PSP, all the way to Scum VM games. So like the LucasArts games, you know, like the Dig and Full Throttle, yeah. that type of stuff. But yeah, everything in between, dude. And so, Wait. yeah, I got one of those. Wait. Yeah. What about this one? If it's got this, then it's a winner. Atari Jaguar. Yeah. Does it have that? Good question. I don't think I've seen anybody with an Atari Jaguar emulation system yet. <laughs> but, yeah, I got a really good story about Atari Jaguar, by the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, they used to. Uh, let's see. Before, yeah, it was a long time ago. It doesn't really matter. But I have a good friend who lives in Denver, and he and I worked together. And it was GameStop or Game. Yeah. Was it GameStop? I can't remember. But anyway, it wasn't GameStop. It was Electronics Boutique. And Electronics Boutique had stores in all the malls. And then they also had some self-standing ones. 
But then we had, there was one that was in a, an outlet mall here in Kansas City area in Olathe called Stop and Save Software. And it was kind of like electronics boutique budget, you know, type of thing. But they had all the new games and stuff too. But anyway, I worked, I worked there. I was a manager there. And um, in, in that same mall, there was like a KB toy outlet place. Yeah. And they, they had an Atari Jaguar in there. And so I went and bought it. It was like $29.99 because, you know, it was on closeout. And since I worked for Electronics Boutique, I could look at stock anywhere in the country and have it sent to the store. So I had this the Jaguar CD ROM drive sent to me and some of the hotter games that were that were out for that system. So I had this whole thing lined up and I sold it on eBay for 600 bucks for the whole setup, right? And so <clears throat> I had it up on eBay and people were bidding back and forth. And finally this guy won it. And he was so excited because I had all the games and went back to the apartment that night after I worked and where's my Jaguar? I had it all boxed up and everything sitting right by our kitchen table. We, the only thing we can figure is that they came in to fix the sink or something when we were gone and stole it. Yeah. <laughs> but I had every hot and, and I don't know. Have you ever played a Jaguar? Oh yeah. I used to own one. Did that's you have I, one? Okay. Yeah. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Cause it had that really yeah. generic, that c- controller was terrible. It was really horrible. It was really, it was really horrible. And I had, they had other controllers too. That um that you could get, but let me see here, Atari Jaguar emulation. You can still buy them online, by the way. Let's see. See, I don't think anybody's really made an emulator for it yet, which is surprising because there was, yeah, yeah, that controller is crazy because it had all those extra buttons on it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, you know, another system that, that I have actually that's probably, I don't know, 10 feet away from me in a box on a shelf down here in, in the basement is the... Um, Neo Geo. No, no, I didn't have that. My buddy had that who lives in Denver. But no, it's the TurboGrafx-16. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Remember, remember that thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, still, I've still got the original. And they came out with a mini that you can go get. I think it's hundred bucks. It's got like 40 or 50 games on it on, uh, on Amazon. But yeah, uh, here we go. Atari Jaguar emulator. Let's see. <laughs> the emulator zone. Yeah. They've got them on here. Yeah. They got all the games on here too. Interesting. I'm sure you can emulate that on this system, you know, <laughs> Yeah, you would just have to install install the emulator and find the ROMs. But yeah, huh, that's funny. I haven't had anybody bring up the Jaguar in ages, dude. There you go. <laughs> that's that's pretty hilarious. Good work. That's you what pulled I'm here that for. one out. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you had a 3DO, I don't know yeah. something's up then. I did have. Did a- you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. 
I used to that's where CDIs came from. Yeah, this this is true. Yeah. Yeah, CDIs came from that. CDE Interactive. That's where it originally came from. And what's the other one? Did this did the Oh, the Saturn had a CD player. I didn't have a Saturn. Sega Saturn. Yeah, yeah I've actually got one of those in a box right over here too. I love that system actually. That's that's second only to the Dreamcast for my favorite Sega system. I loved the Dreamcast. And uh I actually ordered mine before it came out in the United States. I ordered it from South Korea. And yeah, I loved that thing, dude. I I played the crap out of the Dreamcast. But um but the Saturn, and here's a cool thing about that too. Since I had access to all that, I ordered all these games for the Saturn. And there's a actually a cartridge I have over here because they didn't put out Street Fighter versus Marvel in the United States because of licensing problems, I guess. They did later, but at the time. So you could buy this cartridge and put it in your American Saturn and, and hold it in there. And then you uh, put the disc in. And then once the screen flips or whatever, you pull the cartridge out and then you can play Japanese games. Hmm. And, and so, yeah, I played the hell out of Street Fighter, uh, Marvel versus Street Fighter on there. I love that game as well. And Dracula X, which was Castlevania X. Um, but yeah, I used to be really into games. I just haven't. That's why I think I got into emulation stuff. And there's a dude I watch on um, YouTube called ETA Prime. He'll show you how to do all kinds of crazy emulation stuff. One of the hottest machines right now for emulation, if you can get one, is uh, you can find, go buy a cheap uh, Xbox 360. And, dude, those are great emulation machines, man. Yeah. You can do all kinds of tr tricks on those things and put in hard drives and stuff and put crazy amount of emulated games on there. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm surprised at this little thing. I mean, it's... You know, it, it's just amazing. And it comes in a kit and you actually assemble it. And so all the parts, you know, are there. And then you have to put the certain, the board in, you have to put the screen in, all the buttons. You kind of learn where everything is. And uh, I've got the newest one. It's USB-C charge. You know, uh, it's pretty amazing. And it's got Wi-Fi and stuff. So you can, if you have ROMs, you can send them through your network over to it. And stuff like that but yeah it's been fun it's been fun tinkering with it and playing with it and stuff i i as you can tell i like doing stuff like that um and i've already talked to you about the mac pro yep that's actually what i'm record that's what i'm recording on right now um so yeah i'm loving that thing and uh i got my four terabyte western digital raid on there so i can edit um yeah, eventually, you know, there's other things I can add to the system down the road. I mean, I can buy, you can buy a whole separate uh, board that goes in it for two processors. So you can have two Xeon six-core processors, so 12 cores, and then you can have up to like 128 gigs of RAM. <laughs> Jesus. So that's pretty crazy considering the machine's 11 years old, you know. That's crazy. Um yeah, but I've been having a lot of fun with that. I've, I've edited a little bit of video on it and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it, it works great. I mean, for what I edit, I don't edit 4K. You can edit 4K on it. It'll work. I got a 4K monitor 
they're about 300 bucks, but I found a dude on Craigslist had one that was maybe a two years old and it was immaculate and he was wanting like 225. I'm like, dude, I can buy this for 285 new. Um, so I, we went back and forth. I got it for 125 bucks and it's a 28 inch 4k monitor and it's, it looks amazing, man. I mean, right out of the box, it just connected to the Mac and started working. So, but yeah, man, these old machines, I love them. I, I love tinkering with stuff like that and, and rebuilding things and repurposing things and, and stuff like that. I've also started doing reviews again. Um, I did a review for a capture card. Do you need a capture card, man? No, I got an Elgato. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I've got one. <laughs> I actually I did a have, review for one. I have three of them actually. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Why? Because I keep does, getting, does I any... keep getting a better and better. I keep getting better and better. So then right. I, buy, I buy the better one and the newer one and the new newer one. Right. So. Yeah. I, I forget to yeah, sell I, them. Yeah, I you know, and you sh- and you should, dude, get something for them anyway. But I uh, this one, I was actually approached because I I used to buy stuff. Basically, you buy it. And then you, you do a review for it or whatever, and then they give you the money back. But um, I was approached about this, and I was also approached about this um, webcam that I got, too. Because since this is a Mac Pro, it doesn't have a webcam. So I got this webcam. I still need to do a review on it. I haven't had a chance yet. I can tell you it's not good in low light already. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, I did a review. on. I mean, I guess I'll do, like, some emulation stuff with it. And I can capture that. That that that's cool with me. I did I did a video on it to put up with the review, and uh, it's just some of the emulation stuff through the Raspberry Pi. That's pretty cool. I'll I'll have to send you a link to that. But but yeah, it's you know, I just love tinkering with stuff like that and 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 repurposing things and and trying to figure out what to do. Like I have a 1999 iMac down here. That, that was my first Mac I ever bought. And uh, it works. The screen was a tube, so that's dead. Um, but you can hook it up to an external monitor and it works. Nice. So I'm trying to figure out what to do. I may do a music server with that. And uh, there's too much crap. I got to get rid of some of this stuff, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure my wife, I'm sure my wife, anytime I'm like, hey, I got a new project I want to work on. She's like, oh, crap. What's this going to cost? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I mean, hell, I built, I built this computer. It was probably about, I'm not counting the monitor, but it was probably a little over 600 bucks. And I can edit 4K video on it. I mean, I can't even do that on my $2,000 MacBook Pro that I bought a year and a half ago. It, it stutters with 1080p, Jeez. 60 frames. So, you know, I mean, I probably could buy an eGPU for an external GPU if I wanted to and run it that way. But who the hell wants another box with a laptop, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. So I, I just bought a Radeon... RX 580 for this thing. It's got 8 gigs of video RAM. You can actually run dual video cards in this thing, SLI, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy all the stuff you can do in this old box. So we'll see. We'll see what happens (laughs) down the road. 
I'm sure my wife's just like, quit buying things for it right now, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't. I keep looking, man. I keep going on and looking. And they keep putting out videos. Oh, I just put in a an MVME raid. And I'm like, ooh, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, MVME is like, I think a terabyte MVME is, SSD is, that thing is like, I don't know, 180 bucks for a Samsung. So if you're going to do a raid, you need two of those, and then you need the card. It's like, no, stay away, Kyle. (laughs) You're going to get in trouble. Anyway, I know. I've kept you on here way too long, (laughs) You're a busy man. I I know. I'm so fortunate to have all your time, dude. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, dude. You are quite welcome. (laughs) Again, we... We succeeded in in talking about pretty much nothing for a while. <laughs> That's, That's life kind of with this podcast. Yeah, that it really is. Everybody's got different interests, different things. That's all we're talking about here, and talking about shit that bugs us. But hey, do you have anything you want to promote or anything you want to talk about? You can send people towards. Just look at Weirded Weirded Wonder on Facebook, and then you can check out our YouTube channel, Weirded Wonder. Oh, That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff, people. Go check it out if you get a chance. Um, I I definitely have had some fun watching some of the stuff that you've you've got out there. So, but anyway, well, thanks again, man. And uh, I think we'll just go ahead and cut it off right here. Uh, oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank. Thanks. Thank you. Um, but one more thing, I was gonna say. Oh, what's that? Uh. Oh, get off my lawn.